0: Created live on Fireside. Welcome to YNS Live. I am the host, Juliette Hahn. You guys know I say it every single time. I'm really excited because I love bringing you different stories. I love bringing different um ideas here to Fireside where people can share their stories and motivate. So I'm really, really excited to introduce Noah McNeely and Teresa T. Guestella. Did I say it right? I
1: did. Good job.
0: Yes. Yay. Okay. So my audience (laughs) knows that that is like, thank you. So, and, and so welcome Noah and T. Um, this is, I'm really excited about this because Noah and I jumped on the phone. Noah, how many months ago did we jump on the phone?
2: It, it's been a while, but I think uh, everybody has been so busy this year. It's been hard to, uh, hard to get it on the books.
0: No, totally. But when you and I started talking and then you started telling me about what you do, and just so you guys can you guys can follow these guys in LinkedIn um where they are they really live, but then you can also see in the fortune cookie. So product quick start is Noah's company and studio I'm gonna say I'm gonna say it right, Calathea. Is yes. that correct? Studio that correct. Com. T did I say that? Okay. You did. I, I did two yep. right today. Okay. <laughs> um so and the thing that's so fascinating to me is that, so Noah started this company where he helps innovators and startups. And if you guys have been following YNS Live, if you've been following me, you know that I am such a, I mean, I, I scream from the rooftops. If you guys have ideas, if you want to change your life, you have to just go for it. And both of these guys on stage have both gone for it. So it's really, really exciting. These stories that we're going to bring you here on Fireside about what Noah does to help. So like, if you have something in your mind, you're like, you know what? I've always wanted to create this, you know, but I don't know how to do it. I don't know how to start. I don't know where to finish. I don't know what to do. He can, you guys can go and and call Noah because that's what he's done. And he is working with T who uh, you've had about how many different companies T?
1: So I have had two, uh, startups, but they were service related, had nothing to do with product. So that is brand new to me. And thank God I found Noah she has been able to walk me through that
0: process. Yes. Which is always, yeah, and this T, is what we talk T about is, in this podcast all the time about finding that support.
2: I think T is learning. It can be a very difficult process to navigate where you know, everything takes longer than we want. And we're, we're actually in the, in the trenches right now, trying to push our product across the finish line, which is, uh. Which is a lot of fun.
0: Which is exciting. So anyone that's joining, I just see Gina, Jen, and Dave. I'm having some lagging issues. I can't see everyone in the studio. But if you guys are joining on LinkedIn, YouTube, Facebook, Twitch Live, or you're listening to this replay... Um, you, you would hear in the beginning that we had some technical difficulties on my side. But so we're going to start with Noah really talking about how he created product Quick Start and then how he found T. And then we're going to kind of intertwine these stories. And T is going to tell us about all the things that she's created. You guys know I'm such a big component on the whole, if you you know daydream and you come up with something, you just have to find the people to help support you and go for it. So this is what I am so excited to bring you these two guys to really show you this idea that they've had both had and where it kind of collided together. So Noah, I'm gonna have you start just uh, you know, introduce yourself, how you uh found product quick start, a little background about you so people can kind of get a sense of who you are, where you live, and all of that great stuff.
2: Okay. So uh uh first off, I've been developing product for about 25 years and uh, you know I'll talk a little bit about that, but I'm trying gonna try not to make it boring and nerdy. Um I was this kid in, in school and in high school that liked to take stuff apart. and Usually I could put them back together. Sometimes I couldn't, which made some, my parents a little bit upset once in a while. But uh, I off to college, studied uh, a field called mechanical engineering, which is like when you think about engineers, think about gear or mechanical engineers, think about gears and putting stuff together, making stuff work, breaking stuff, fixing stuff and the, all that sort of thing. And I went through that process, got to the end of that undergraduate experience, did well, enjoyed it, but realized I wanted to be a little bit more creative than just engineering allowed me to be. So I went back to grad school. I studied a field called industrial design, which is imagine if art and engineering had a baby, it would be industrial design. So I speak the language on the engineering side of making stuff work, making it manufacturable, but then on the design side, I speak the language of making products that people actually want to use so that they look good, they feel good, their ergonomics are right, they're using the right materials, and so forth and so on. So I've used those that combination throughout my career. About 25 years ago, I started a company with some other partners. We grew that company to, to like 40 people. At one point, I had 40 employees, which drove me insane. And um, all engineers and designers and scientists, and, and we did all sorts of product creation work, product innovation, product development work for a lot of big companies like Black and Decker and Arm Hammer and Procter and Gamble and Coca Cola. You know, most of the people in the audience have probably used or encountered a product that I helped bring to the market during that experience. But so about ten years ago, I reached what my wife affectionately calls my midlife crisis, and uh, realized. All I was doing was managing people. I wasn't doing any of the fun stuff that I got into this business to do. I wasn't innovating. I wasn't doing, I wasn't building anything. I wasn't working with clients. I was just mostly keeping the peace between this scientist hates this designer and this engineer hates this designer. And, you know, so so it was just a, it just wasn't where I wanted to be. So long story short, we sold that company off to some of the employees. They're still out there. They still do their thing. They still focus on very large clients. And we're still friends. You know, we still refer business back and forth to each other. But through that experience, I realized that my real passion is startups and entrepreneurs and early stage companies, Um, primarily because I love working with people who are very passionate about what they're trying to do. And I love working with decision makers. You know, I enjoyed some of the projects I did for big companies, but oftentimes I was working with a team of people. They were just worried about doing their job, not so much about what this product could do for the world or for you know for society or whatever. They didn't have the same level of passion that I see in people like like T, for example. Um, so that's how Product Quick Start was born, very intentionally a focused small company of myself and other very experienced experts to help clients um, that are at early stages develop and produce their products. And what I do is everything related to making stuff. So pencil to paper, all the way through design and engineering and prototyping and uh, helping you find the right factories, building out the supply chain, auditing the factory to make sure it's legit. And, you know, what I tell people is I can help you fill a warehouse full of really good product. And what I don't do is I don't do sales. I don't do marketing. But, um, you know, I know people that do those things that are also very, very startup friendly. So and usually at this point in the conversation, I Kind of feel like I'm rambling, so I shut up and stop telling my story.
0: No, and I love it. You know, and there's so many things that I love about that, and 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 which I think is so important for the listeners to hear. Because again, I bring people on the show that are passionate, and that's one thing that always comes across, which is really really cool. Uh, where people, you know, I have either pivoted in life because they were like, you know, I don't love what I'm doing. So I love that you grew something because you followed, right? You followed what you thought you were meant to do. And then it was like, okay, I need to pivot because I'm not happy. And I think so many people in life get to that point where they don't stop and pivot because they're scared of, oh my gosh, I built this. I'm just going to stay miserable because that's what I feel like I have to do. God, sorry. Yeah.
2: And I get to work with a lot of people that are also. yeah, we, we got this lag thing going on. So I'm trying I not know, to talk sorry. about it. But, uh, I get to work with a lot of people that are also at that pivot point. So they're also pivoting in their careers. You know, a lot of my clients, you know, they, they had another job or they even still have another job, but they really want something else. They want to unlock that dream that they, you know, this idea they had 10 years ago and they finally have enough space to work on it. And, uh, you know, I got a lot of business during the pandemic when people were, we're stuck at home with nothing to do but think about their ideas, but but uh, all you know. It's 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 what I enjoy doing. It's it's I'm at a point in my career where I do projects that I enjoy. I don't I don't need to finagle anyone into doing a project with me just because I need to make a boat payment or anything like that. I'm yeah I stay busy, which you know is is all I can ask for.
0: Which is great, and it just and you can hear in your voice the passion that you have, and that's what I love. That's why I love bringing people to stage that have done that. That's why I love. Bringing people, you know, on this platform on my podcast to share it because someone's going to listen to them and be like, you know what, I need to do what Noah did. I need to change. I need to pivot. So I think that's that's brilliant. And I know there's a lag, so I appreciate you guys being patient right now. Um, and so I would love to get into. T, how you found Noah, but then also I know as you you know said in the beginning you've had a couple other startups, and then this is you know your 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 baby as well. So can you give us a little background of who you are and um, how you got started?
1: Yeah, absolutely. So my background uh, started, and I was a manufacturer's rep in my twenties. I worked for a represent they represented um, glassware, flatware, furniture. Things of that nature, and from there I went and worked for Cisco Foods and became a brand manager. And so my job primarily was to ride with the salespeople and meet with the chef or whoever it is that um, owned the hotel, and we would look at different spaces on how we're going to transform, you know, the look and the feel. And then from there I went into the hotel space and uh, started my career in hospitality in the sales and marketing side. And then from there, I started my own business, which which was uh, convention design and logistics. And then from there, I went um, out to work for a company uh, out of Boca Raton, and as a uh, vice president for strategic initiatives. And what that really means is helping to come up with um, the whole design of a space and and the purpose of that space. So the touch points that are really important for the attendees and so from the very you know from the point where they walk into a ballroom or to check in all the way through and so that is where I ended up um moving into and I always kept by the way I always kept my other business uh which was a complement to that which was the other side of the logistics side uh in that space and uh and so after that, COVID hit and we all know what ended up happening to a lot of the industries and um, primarily the event space. And, uh, so I was on my way back from my last, uh, conference. Um, I'll never forget it was in March and that was the last conference we did. Uh, and a couple of weeks after that, I was invited to go speak to some women. Um, and I had these lights in my, in my office that I had purchased just to support some local uh, vendor out here, and I decided what I would do is I would my message would be around light and kind of crack the light through the cracks for these women who were kind of coming up into um, some changes in their lives. And so I brought these lights with me, and they were less than functional to say the least. Half of them didn't work. Um, they were not aesthetically pleasing. They The one thing I did really love about having them, and which is the rhythm, is that they were sold. So now, you know, I didn't have to worry about batteries, I didn't have to worry about cords or anything like that. But um, so I got to the event that I was speaking at, and half of them worked, so I had to pivot through that. But uh, I ended up coming back and realizing that we needed to make some changes. And so that really is the background and how it all kind of evolved. And then I had some further ideas based off of, so that is the, so we brought this, this white label to market, made a couple of design changes. And, um, and then I realized that there were so many other things that we could be doing differently. So I uh, reached out to a patent attorney and uh, he uh, told me about Noah because I said, look, I, these are some ideas that I think are going to help solve a lot of problems, but I have no way. I don't have a clue on on what it is that I need to do in in bringing this to market. And so he introduced me to Noah and that is how it all began.
0: I love that. And you you know what? The thing that so many different things that you said that made me like stop and be like, oh, I want to jump in, but I'm not going to because I know I have a weird (laughs) lag. So I don't want to throw off tea. Um, But the thing about the cracks of light that really, really resonated with me. And I really, that like made me be like, oh, I love that, that you thought about that and you wanted to do that with women and that you had some bumps in the road, but you continued and you kept going. And that's what's so important. You know, so many people have the bumps, but they don't continue going. They let those bumps and those failures stop them in the, your tracks. So what do you think, you know, did you have entrepreneur parents? Did you see, you know, um in the background, did you, you know, how did, how do you Kind of move forward past that, because I love for my listeners to listen uh, to to understand that and and then think about it for themselves because storytelling is so powerful. Storytelling really connects us in such a deeper level in a deeper way. Uh, I know for me, because of my dyslexia, school was always really hard for me. But I knew when I spoke, teachers and people stopped. But when I had to write papers, they said, Oh, you're not trying. So there was like a very interesting thing as a kid growing into that, realizing, okay, I can make a difference with my voice. But when I write papers, I need some support. So I would love for you to give us a little bit of, you know, how you kind of got into the entrepreneur world and what gave you the resilience to keep moving forward.
1: Yeah. So it's a really, really a good question because I was uh, with corporate America for a long time. Um, but it really wasn't my passion. And, uh, in my family, I think I was, I was, the, I have a sister who you'll love this Noah. She uh, has her degree in engineering and, um, and, and I, a lot of my sisters went to, off to school, but I didn't, I was a little different. I was more of the creative I Struggled with some of my own things in ADD. And so, School was never easy for me to focus. Focus was really difficult. So I had to, so it just wasn't, it wasn't who I am, but I, I definitely, um, what I ended up doing is uh, I, I just climbed the corporate ladder and learned that way. And, but I always had a desire to do more. And one of the things, if I think about what I really wanted to do as I was growing up as, um, in my younger years, I was really mostly in, interested in any kind of transformation. So if I could just visualize anything kind of moving from here to here and how it got there, those are, those are the things that really made my heart beat. And that is why I believe I ended up in, you know, um, in space design and things of that nature, because you'd see all of this come together. And it seems it's interesting because the fundamentals are, are the same with the product, you know, and, and learning that with NOAA and how you know we need to think about why we're doing it and how we're doing it Um, and then the other thing I really love about working with Noah is that he does have the design side of that and so the aesthetic is also really you know important so I don't know if I answered your question but I think um, as far as being an entrepreneur it's just in me you know some of us have that and some of us don't and that's okay we're all you know kind of just you know, beat by a different drum.
0: Yeah, no, I mean, and I, no, totally. And I think when you said, and, and, and I don't, you went out a couple times, but that you probably have a ADD. Is that? Did you say that? Yeah. Well, yes. I think when you struggle, and even when you struggle in school. That's where you get resilience because you learn about your strengths and you learn about your weaknesses. Um, I talk about it a lot. I'm totally ADD and dyslexic, and but those are my superpowers. I never let them define me in a negative way. I would take my struggles in school, but also the way I think is a little different. And I know I can bring that, and I know I can support, and I know I can do bigger things because I'm not just thinking in a little hole. Which a lot of people, not a lot. I shouldn't say that. That's a generalization maybe don't struggle or don't have the same sort of creative brain, don't think that. And that's why, you know, it's so important, you know, to think about all the different brains that are out there and all the different brains that can bring things. And that's why traditional school and it makes me crazy because it's so one sided and they don't. You know, really tap into the kids that are the creative kids or the kids that are the big thinkers and maybe they're not book smart in school, but they're smart in the streets and they're smart in everything that they have to say. But because they start science, it's like, oh, you're not good in school. And then they put a label on it and that's how you go into the world. Oh, I wasn't good in school. I wasn't smart, but it really is you could actually be smarter than the kid that got A's on the test. But just because he could study and knew how to, you know, do a test in earth science, but you're way, you know, smarter because now you're the CEO of a company and you started it and you created it in your own mind. And this is what you brought and you're bringing all these people to work together. And, you know, you're, you're exciting and igniting thing. And, you know, the kid that got that straight A and earth science is doing fine, but you know, not, not changing the world. Like, sometimes with brains that are a little bit different. So I think that's exactly where you got that resilience and, um, and that creative mind. So I love that. And thank you for sharing that part.
1: Absolutely. Thank you.
0: We might be frozen. Oh, am I frozen? (laughs) Noah. No, no, you're not frozen for me.
2: Yes. I heard my name.
0: (laughs) Yeah, no. So I was going to say, so no, also I would love a little bit of the background. I know this is very difficult. I'm sorry. And I appreciate you guys sticking with this um, because I, I'm really excited about this story and we're, we're working through it. We're, we're making the best of it. Um, well, it's a little retro. It's, you like, start, it's like
2: the internet 20 years ago. So it's fun. <laughs> right, right. Keeps us on, keeps us the, on our toes. It's just one of those days.
0: Yes. It is one of those days. It's, I think it's been one of those months. June has been an interesting month, the end of school, birthdays, (laughs) car accidents, graduations. I mean, it's like, okay, but it's July 1st. So I feel like, okay, it's time to let up, right? It's July 1st. (laughs) Now it's time to like, let's go. Um, so for you, I would love to know, did you have an entrepreneurial background? Did you see your parents? Um, you know, doing things or were they traditional? And it was just something, again, like T said, she just like, you know, kind of did her own thing.
2: Right. So I've always been fairly entrepreneurial entrepreneurial ever since I was a kid. Uh, I I grew up in a, actually grew up with a single single mom. And so we didn't have a whole lot of money uh, floating around. First uh, uh, drivers to be an entrepreneur was, of course, you know, I wanted money to go buy stuff that kids want. So I started my first mm-hmm. uh, business when I was uh, 11 years old. Um, basically, I was just, uh, I, I, there are a lot of elderly people in my neighborhood and I walked around, they had dogs. So I was like, hey, can you pay me to walk your dog? I know it's, it's kind of, you know, it's hot, it's whatever. So um, I actually did that dog walking business all throughout like junior high and even into high school. So it was, uh, that was my first experience scholarships and other, other grants to where I didn't have to, I had a lot of my baseline covered, but that was it. So I still had to, to find ways to, to, to work and bring in some money. And there was, um, at one point in college, I actually was working five different part-time jobs and it was, you know, so not all that was entrepreneurial, but one of them was, and, uh, I, I, st- I realized that there was a need for you know since I always had that sort of artistic side there was a need around campus at, at Georgia Tech which is where I went there, there's some artists there but not a ton. so I was like, hey, there's a lot of these organizations they make t-shirts they do all this stuff I could be the one who designs all their t-shirts and so I actually grew that business pretty uh, pretty well during during um, my undergraduate and grad uh, grad experience and um, I was actually making, you know, for a student, I was making decent money uh, at the time and, and paying my way and got through grad school. And um, out of grad school, I was like, you know, I, I, I had done some jobs for employers. I was like, you know, I don't really I don't know that I really want to do that. So that's that's why I, I hooked up with my other partners and in the first business. And we started that. And that was very attractive to me, even though we struggled a lot early on. And, you know, some months I had to go with a very, very thin paycheck, which a lot of entrepreneurs do. It was okay because we were building something and I was, you know, I was learning how to run a business in a more complicated business than what I'd done before. And all of that really set me up for, you know, where I am today. It's, it's, you know, again, 10 years ago, I started this business. I knew I'd learned all the things about the entrepreneurial things I didn't enjoy and the things I did enjoy. I, I learned I don't I don't like having 40 people I have to manage. You know, there's some people that, that thrive on that. They love that. That's great. Not me. I'm too creative. I need to focus my energies on problem solving and solving intersocial problems amongst employees isn't where I want to focus my energy. So I guess to answer your question, I've always been entrepreneurial ever since I was a kid. And it's just sort of stuck with me. Um, I think, you know, kind of related to what, what T was saying in, in you, I think adversity is often a, um, you know, a driver behind that. You know, in my case as a kid, it was, hey, I, I kind of want to buy stuff I can't afford. So I'm going to go out and find a way to do that. But we all have these adversities. And I think that, like you said, it's your superpower. I think it actually helps us become a lot more than we were before,
0: if that makes sense. Totally. And I Agree with you. And thank and you for Kathleen, sharing that. Kathleen I've Huff. talked about this many times on this. Sh- <laughs> totally get it. Um, I've talked about this many times on this show and my other shows, but there are different ways to tap into your story. So there's different ways you have memories of, you know, you think back whether they're good or bad as a kid, you know, growing up teens and stuff like that um are memory memories and there's also feeling memories and so one of my favorite things is i had um a guest on my your next stop and she said i always wanted to be an entrepreneur and i said okay now i need to know why like what in your background you know did were your parents entrepreneurs were your grandparents did you see it and she said no my dad was a professor and i believe her mom stayed at home or or did something you know um you know maybe part time uh, i believe she was a stay at home mom and i said okay so did you have- I have uncles and aunts, you know, and she said, no. And then she said, oh, wait, you know what? I was really, really young. So I don't remember completely, but my dad owned a store with our neighbor and I literally could feel her energy coming up. And she said, I, she's like, we used to go and eat dinners and we had all these things and my dad would sit there and create. And I said, okay, I have to ask you a question now. When your dad came through the door as the professor, what was his energy? When he came home through the door as the store owner, and she went, "Oh my god!" And she goes, "I'm I'm feeling it again." So she was chasing the energy of her dad's entrepreneur world, and that's why she's like, "I didn't know what I wanted to do." So she actually started a company called um, La Baby uh, La Belle Bump. And it was like, she's like, I always knew I wanted to do something. So I always would listen. She worked for Corporate America. She was pretty high up. And so she's like in boardrooms when people would say things, I would think in my mind, ooh, can that be an idea? Ooh, can that be an idea? And she said one day Mm -hmm. a woman sat down and was very pregnant and was like, oh, I wish I could just like rent maternity clothes because this is so (laughs) annoying that I like grow out of it and I have to keep doing it. And that's how she started her business. And that's Mm -hmm. one of my favorite stories because it was... So cool to watch. And I just, you know, that's when my storytelling, you know, and I was like, I know how to pull stories out of people because of that feeling memory and because of the thought memory. Um, And so I would love to kind of go turn it back to you guys a little bit. And, um, and Noah, you know, as you just said, when you were younger, you wanted money. So that was like your driving force. And then you saw, okay, I can create this. If I keep moving forward and getting these ideas, I can create things. So you build a confidence Mm -hmm. that maybe you normally wouldn't have because of that experience. And then T, as you said, you, you know, you created these two businesses and it just kept evolving. And then you had this idea and then you saw what, you know, the, the excitement that the women had and it just kept evolving. So can you guys take us through when, and, and I have to touch on the networking part. Like, how important is that T-Saw, you know, met with a patent lawyer who was like, I have your guy. Cause that is so important. And so, like, if you guys are listening to this episode, wherever you're listening, if you're listening on YouTube, Facebook, you know, here in the replay, if you're here live in the show, Twitch, this is where you get these messages out. You're listening to Noah's story. You're listening to T's story and you're like, oh, I have an idea or, oh, I know someone that can listen to this. And that's why the power of broadcasting live, that's why the power of fireside is so important because of all these different things and all these different ways we can get this message out. So can you guys now take us through when you met after the patent lawyer and you were like, okay, let me reach, you know, talk to Noah a little bit of like the process so people out there that maybe have an idea and don't know where to go they can kind of understand okay this is what I would need to do and it, whoever wants to start I'm sure I'm lagging and you're like okay wait 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 can we talk yeah you can go now <laughs>
2: well there, there's a lot to unpack there uh, you see you asked a few questions and I did um, first of all I want to I want to say one thing that money is not my motivator anymore of course everybody's got to get paid but um, I don't want to sound like, Hey, I'm just in this for the money. Yes. I found that that was what sparked when I was young, but what really, one of the things that drives me now is frankly, seeing my successes or my client's successes reach the market. I and, love that. Um, you know, we, we, that that's where I get joy is I see a product on the shelf or an Amazon, I see a good review for it, you know, helping people do that. So that's just an aside. I didn't want people to think I was just this greedy money guy.
0: No. And I love that um, you clarified. So thank you for doing into- that.
2: Because otherwise, people would go away and they're like, come and say, this guy's, this guy's kind of a sleazy guy. <laughs> um, no. So, uh, well, well, T, how about, a, you know, instead of me monopolizing, how about I let you talk about? I think we met through Brock, right? Was that, yes. That was the guy? Yes. Yeah. So, Brock's one of my favorite people. He's a patent guy. He knows, yeah. you Yeah, know, you should have him on too. He, he knows everything He's about amazing,
1: patent. He's amazing. Yes. But. Good guy. Yeah, sure. I can do that. So I um, And so, uh, I will say, Brock was actually very – you really should consider having him because he helped me kind of move into – we have several patents that evolved, but we're not working on all of them at this point. Had had I not met with someone like Brock, who is also – I think he also has his education in engineering as well. Um, Noah, is that right? Mm -hmm. I'm pretty sure. Yeah, so he he was able –
2: he was a big corporate guy at Coca-Cola. So like me, he just kind of got burned out on that.
1: um, Yeah. Yeah. Again, side story. Very, very similar vibe, but um, there was this excitement, you know, we would talk about, I was sharing with him, these are the problems that I think we can solve with this, but I don't want to take away from this. And so we moved into all these different areas uh, and what we could do. And then at that point we narrowed it down and he told me about Noah. So I've course with my strategic background I did a lot of research on Noah before I reached out to him and um, I also listened to a couple of podcasts that he was in I just wanted to make sure I was making the right decision and um, I was really impressed with what I saw I also went to Noah's website and it was very helpful because he offers tools on what you can't expect what you shouldn't expect how to be you know a good uh, customer because you don't understand and there were just a lot of really good tools. I just really saw that he was, he was going to be someone that I think you know would be great to work with, and I was hoping he would take someone small like me because he's used to working, I think, with a lot of large companies. Um, but when he said that he would be willing to take on the idea, I was really thrilled about it, and so that was how it worked. We had a meeting couple of meetings talked about the product and then at that point it started to evolve i think we met uh noah for about an hour and i shared with him a lot of the proof of concept that i was you know walking through and what my ideas were and through that it evolved into something even more and so i think that's how it all began am i missing anything noah
2: No, I think that sounds, sounds about right. And, um, I think one of the things i told you early on is that at this point, I'm just going to be honest. I'm going to tell you what I like, what I don't like. And, uh, you know, there's a lot of, um, as we're experiencing now, there's always a lot of unknowns when we go through this process and sometimes things take longer than you want. Sometimes, you know, sometimes it takes a couple of swings at the bat to get it right. And that's just all a normal part of the process. So, um, the last thing I, want, I did this, when I was early, when I was a young engineer, I made the mistake of just trying to tell people what they wanted to hear. I outgrew that quickly, fortunately, and now it's, you know, it's it's just it's just so much better to try to set all the expectations correctly. And frankly, there's a lot of people that I meet like you, T, that I end up not working with for well for a variety of reasons. And sometimes that's because I'm very honest and I tell people that, you know, hey, I. I see what you're trying to do. It's it's an interesting idea, but here's five problems you have. I, you know, I can build it. I can charge you a lot of money to go and build one or a thousand or a million of these, but you've got these business problems. And if you can't solve those, then I wouldn't feel right about taking your money. It's just not not what I do. Some people get really pissed off when I say that and I never hear from them again. <laughs> some people are very grateful and they cannot solve those problems and I never hear from them again. But once in a while, some people take what I what I say. And they go away. And I had this one guy come back after four years. He's like, Hey, you know, you were, you were right. I went and did some research. I was hitting the wrong market or, and, and now I'm back and yeah, and now I'm working with him. So, um, I think that's one of my, my key things and T I, you know, hopefully that came across with you two Is I'm
0: going to be honest, whether you like it or not. Yeah, you were. And I, and I, would... well, and I think that's so, I mean, but that shows no, nope, go ahead, Tate.
1: <laughs> <laughs> no, I was just going to uh, agree with him, and, and uh, I think um, I was open to that. I wanted to hear what is wrong, what is right, because I didn't. I wanted to be a good steward of your time and our money, both of our time, both of our money, and then ultimately what we're providing to the consumer. So that that was important to me, and I was really grateful that that you shared what you know the starting points and where we needed to go with this.
0: But I mean, you it comes across from both of you. You can hear your passion. You can hear the connection. And Noah, when you said, oh, I don't want people to think I'm a money, like it, it, no one would have thought that from hearing you speak before, you know, that was your young motivating self. That's how you got into the whole entrepreneur world. But it comes across your passion, how you really, and as you said in the video, you really want to help people. And it's so cool for you to see, okay, I helped this product that I really believed in get on the shelves and I helped someone create You know, what's in their mind? I help them, you know, with your engineering background, really put it and, and, and make the steps because we all know, you know, anyone that's out there that's an entrepreneur, we know that we can have the, you know, the big idea. We know things that we're good at, but this is where like strengths and weaknesses really come in. And I think this is what's so important. And a lot of times when people are starting a business or in a business, is they don't look at both. They don't look at, you know, okay, these are my strengths. This is where I really can run with, but these are my weaknesses and they're not negative. I had a guest on and I loved what he said. Sometimes your, your weaknesses become your strengths because you really are focused on those weaknesses and it's like, okay, I need support. So I love that you have established something, Noah, that you're like, okay, I can help people with the things that I'm really good at with my strengths to then really create this this amazing synergy to get it out there. So what, um, and again, you guys both can kind of answer this, what are some of the things that you, if someone was ready to start, you know, a business, if they're like, okay, I have it in mind. Okay. I know. I see Tia started this. I I know I can go to Noah, but what are some of like the first things someone should do when they have a big idea and they don't know where to go?
2: Well, I think one of the first things, no, it doesn't matter. I'll jump in. So I think one of the first things, one of the first things that someone needs to be somewhat introspective you know, and, and be honest with themselves about do I have the passion to run and run a business? I meet a lot of people that have great ideas, but they don't, they can't run a business. They, they don't have time. They don't really want to do it. And they, I called them the, Hey, would you buy my idea kind of people? Mm-hmm. And, and nobody's going to buy an idea. I mean, the idea, even if it's the best idea in the world, an idea isn't worth anything until you execute on it in some way. And some people just, They're not really wired for that. So I mean that's kind of an extreme example, but I think the first step is some Mm. introspection. Do I really have enough passion to do this? Because it's, you know, even in my business, it's gonna take like, you know, long hours, gonna take like nights, gonna take some weekend work to get something birthed, whether it's a product or service or whatever, to get that birthed into the world. And I see so many people that have kind of they take three steps in, they spend money and then they don't go anywhere and that's that's just a waste of money at that point. So uh, I think that's the very first thing I would do is ask ask people to be somewhat introspective about what are their goals and what are their what are their ambitions and what is their willingness to,
0: to so smart. I love that. So uh, Tia, I'm going to give you the same the same um, question. What are some things that you like did right away when you had that idea?
1: Sure. Well, I'll tell you. I've learned the hard way. Uh, so I will share a couple of things that, um, you shouldn't do, at least from my perspective and some of the mistakes that I've made. Um, you shouldn't jump into a partnership with someone, uh, right away. I don't think, um, I think that's very dangerous. Um, I think that we need to recognize not hiring the people that uh, have the same strengths as you, because, uh, we tend to that. lean in on, yeah, we lean in on, you know, we gravitate uh, with those people that have the same kind of uh, thought process, but then we're still lacking over here in the area. So for me, for example, operations is is not my thing. I'm really more on the uh, business development side, and um, the strategy and, you know, kind of visionary. And so, It's really important eventually that, you know, hopefully I can get somebody hired to a certain point on the CEO level, you know, where we're talking more about the operations on accounting and logistics and all of those things, because those are the things that are. So I just think it's important to recognize what our weaknesses are, what we're good at and to not, you know, hire people that are a lot like yourself. Um, And then I would just say being patient beta testing. Don't ask your family their opinions. Ask people that you don't know <laughs> their opinion because your family's always going to tell you what you want to hear. Um, but, you know, asking, doing, you know, certain things and sharing your ideas and, and asking for, you know, getting out in the community. I have found that um, there is a lot of support out there uh, for entrepreneurs and people that have ideas. You just need to go out and um you know, get to know people and a lot of people will band together and help you. So.
0: I love that. I think that's such a great, I mean, really such a great message, both from both of you. And I think that's going to give people some concrete, okay, I have this idea. Let me do a little soul searching. Let me think. Because I think, Noah, what you said is so important. You can come, I, I mean, I don't, I can't even tell you how many times when I was, you know, uh, a new mom, I was like, ooh, I want to think about this. Or, you know, growing up, I was like, oh, I, I think this product, I think there was a time in my life that I really thought I was going to be an inventor. And then when I would start taking the steps, something would always change and bring me to a different direction. And so I really listened to my gut and I really listened to that. I said, okay, I can come up with those things. I can, someone else, maybe that's something more for them. And, you know, I need to tap into something else. And so it was like, I would take a couple steps to see, where, you know, the universe, where God, whatever you believe in kind of would, would guide me. And it was always like, okay, nope, nope. You know, I even, I even got to a point where I talked to a patent attorney and it was a lot of times the market that like the idea I had, the market was, was a really small market. So it was like, okay, mm-hmm. so what, you know, what are you doing for here? Is it about making money? Is it about getting this market out? And I would have to like really think about it and then I'd be like, eh, you know, and then it would kind of fizzle. And I'm like, okay, I take that as a sign. So I think that is, is really important. I love that you said that Noah. And then uh, T I love about the strengths and weaknesses. Cause that's so important. Again, we talk about this all, I talk about this all the time because you do need to know yourself, and you need to know where you need that support, and how your brain works, and what other brains. I've talked about this many times in this podcast. Actually, probably in the last like five. I'm sure the listeners are like, "Here she goes with this story again." But um, <laughs> when I was an, an early consultant, I took this uh, course, and this, they taught us about our brains, how our brains work, and so it, it actually stemmed out of NASA, and it's the the whole philosophy of. You don't want the same brains on the space shuttle, right? You want different mm-hmm. brains because if something were to go wrong, you need each brain to like, you know, the, so they would really do the study and be like, okay, this person. So I am a direction thinker. So I can literally change direction in, in two seconds where some people, it throws them off. There's the bottom liner. There's this. There's the left to right Mm -hmm. brain. And it's really cool when we were in, you know, doing this, this consulting work for us to be like, Oh my gosh, no wonder we worked so well. I worked with a group of women that we worked really, really well. And we didn't realize why we worked so well, but I was always the one that came up with the big picture, you know, the big picture. What if we thought about this? And it was like, oh, I love that. And then the specialist would come in and kind of hone it in and then the left to right and then the bottom line would be like, okay, stop talking. Let's get to the bottom line. What is the you know the goal here? <laughs> and so it was a really cool thing to kind of see. And so that's what's really important in organizations, whether it's you're starting your own business where you get the support around, whether you find someone like, you know, like a Noah where you find Noah to help you kind of also, you know, hone in on here's where I need, these are the steps. So that's what I think people sometimes miss is they don't really really go out and think about, okay, I can do this, but this is where I need my support because it's not going to go anywhere if I, if I don't find that support. And some people will say, I don't have that money. I don't have the extra funds to put it in here, but that's where networking is so important and the relationships you make. And then it all comes back to the storytelling. That's when, when you're talking to people and you know, I mean, if you think about this and I'm going to, this is going to be kind of, you guys might chuckle about this, but if you think about how this, you know, we started this episode, and we've been having, you know, simulcast issues. We've had this issue. We've had this issue. If I was someone that just sat here and was like, mm, okay, you know, would you guys, you know, you guys might be like, oh my god, I hate this, and I hate this woman, and I don't want to do it, but I feel I've turned it around a little bit where it's like we've connected because of the stories that we're telling. And that's where it all comes down to. If we all can just share a little bit about who we are, the world's going to be better. I agree.
2: Yeah, I agree. 100%. I think there's there's really two reasons you don't want the same brains on the space shuttle. And I think it goes back to something <laughs> you said earlier. One, your, your 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 best weakness can become your best strength. And one way to do that is you bring in a partner that fills that, that weakness with the strength. But the other thing, and this, this actually goes back to when I had 40 people and I, and I hated life, but if you get all the same brains together, two things happen. One, you're missing some of the, the talents, but the other thing is people with the same talents, they're going to argue, and that's not going to be very, that's unproductive mm-hmm. conflict. Productive conflict is where you have the operations person and the creative person going at it, and then they come up with a better solution. Unproductive conflict is where you have operations person one and operations person two disagreeing about how to
0: mm.
2: do some some little minutiae. So I think there's there's really two elements to that. Uh, I
0: love that. That analogy So true. the space shuttle. T, I know you want – do you have something to add to that? No. No,
1: other than I – Process.
0: <laughs> so – I love that. I think, I think my kids and I once or twice a day talk about people staying in their own lane. Sometimes it's me saying to them, stay in your own lane. Or sometimes it's them saying, mom, I'm not being rude, but can you stay in your own lane? And then talking to other people in the world where it's like, can you stay in your own lane? <laughs> I, mean, so, so. I love that you brought that up because and, that and is I think something that, that we talk about.
1: Yeah. No, I was just going to say, I think um, on that point, just to not, not be easily offended. It's so important because it's not about us, you know, it's about, it's what is the big picture? What are we trying to accomplish And, and keep your eyes, you know, on the future and what it is that you're bringing to market or, you know, the problems that you're, that you're hoping to solve as opposed to being, you know, caught up in any kind of offense or you know, realize that we're all and Noah and I have had this conversation. We're on the same team. You know, we're going mm-hmm. in the same direction. We've got the same goals
0: in mind. So, I, I so agree. And you know, and I think so many people, some people can be so, and I don't want to say sensitive, but like thin-skinned. And really, if you think about it, people are really not like people are, don't go out each day to be like, I'm going to offend a bunch of people. I mean, I think there is you know people out there that do, but those are the people that aren't really that they love. They don't, you know, they have more time on their hands because they don't love what they're doing. So that's why I am always preaching, find something that you love, find something that when you get out of bed, you're excited for, even if you're in a nine to five job that you're, you feel stuck, find that passion, find that creativity where you can be excited to come home. And whether it's gardening, whether it's, you know, coming up with a, an, you know, an invention, whether it's starting your own business, there's so many things that you can do to make your life better by just going out and finding that time to think about how you want the world, how you want your life, and not just being stuck stuck in where you are. You know, Noah, you, you just said you had a company with 40 people and you realized, you know what, this is not for me. I need to walk away. And that takes the big person to do that. That takes a confident person to do that. And then you, you know, kept going with, this is what I want to do. So, you know, the two of you, I, I love this. And again, I apologize for the, the issues, but I still feel like we got the the meat of it. So I would love for you to also share. I know you guys are both on LinkedIn. I'm going to uh, spell your names out. <laughs> so <laughs> dyslexic listeners um, can be like, I can't say this. So you can find again, Noah at product com, And he is also on LinkedIn. It's the best place you can find him. And it's Noah, just like N O A H and McNeely, M C capital N E E L Y. I got that right. Right Noah? <laughs> I'm not spelling it wrong. Yeah, yep, that's right. And then Teresa who goes by T and that is Guaxstella Guax Did I say it right again? Yeah. Yep. And that's G U A S T E L L A. And you can find, um, you can find T on LinkedIn as well, but also it's studio. Calathea, and that is S-T-U-D-I-O-C-A-L-A-T-H-E-A dot com. This will be in all the show notes. You guys will be able to, you know, access this when this goes out on the RSS feed, which will go out in a couple of weeks. We're going to get some really good quotes and a little video snippets that you guys can get because this has been a really fun episode. And, um, you know, I think it's really cool for people to hear different sides of what everyone's doing in the world. And that- That's why I love this platform. I love, you know, I had authors on, I've had business, you know, owners on, I've had people in corporate, I've had people, you know, that are, you know, running uh, um, 5013Cs, you know, it's just fun. NFL people, you know, guys that have pivoted that were NFL, you know, the NFL wives, there's just so many different people and so many different stories that connect us and just make their lives better. So Noah and uh, T, thank you so much for joining YNS Live. And um, I'm so happy to be in contact. And T, can you also tell people where they can find your product? Um, you know, when that, when that comes yeah, to market absolutely. and
1: stuff like that. Yeah. Yeah. So right now our, we have our flagship product that um, that we've already had um, to market and that is at studiocalfia.com. You can also get that product on Amazon. Our new product that's uh, the next generation that Noah and I are working on and we're very excited about uh, will be uh, kicking off in, in, um I would say August September. Noah's probably cringing over there, maybe a little bit. <laughs> That's what I'm <laughs> hoping for.
2: We're going to do the best we can. <laughs>
0: So exciting. Well, I can't wait to continue to see what you guys do. I'm excited to be in, 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 contact with both of you and, um, just seeing, you know, you guys making the world better one step at a day. So thank you everyone for joining YNS live and, uh, we will see you next week. I probably will be a solo show and I'm going to talk about my favorite thing, storytelling, because it is so important. Not enough of us know how to do it, how to share our stories, how to connect with people. And so we will see you guys, uh, next week. And thank you again, Noah and tea and happy 4th of july to everyone
2: thank you thank, thank you, you very
1: much thank you very much
0: oh we're <laughs> of course it's slow music too it's <laughs> it's not fast music <laughs> 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 That's just how the day is.
2: <laughs> it sounds very sad. Totally, totally.
0: There's there's a lot of really awesome music, and this is I have not gotten this music in a really long time. It's someone up there is effing with me today. I got it. It's hilarious. <laughs> I'll see you guys later.
1: Take care.
0: Bye, everyone. Bye. Thank you for joining.
1: Thank you.
2: Thank you.